Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey there, Life Church. Pastor Chris here along with Pastor Bob. Hey. And we are coming to you from the church office, our pastor's podcast. Yeah, not our studio. That does not exist. One day we'll have a studio. That's my dream, Bob. Uh, (laughs) But we are talking today about just what God is doing as we read the book of Acts. We have had some amazing sermons. We've had Lana. We've had Pastor Jeff. Pastor Bob just preached a great sermon out of Acts. But I'd like to go back... Bob, if it's okay with you, which I'm sure it is, <laughs> to go back and look at some of the points from your sermon out of the book of Acts. And we were talking about Simon the Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer, not the video game, not to be stake, mistaken for the yeah, video not game. not to mistake it with the video game, the <laughs> 30-year-old video game. <laughs> but in looking at his life, I really believe you pulled some good applications of looking at what they were going through in the book of Acts and what what created a guy like Simon. Mm-hmm. And that that happens today. Mm-hmm. People are not sorcerers per se, but Simon had a very non-Christian view of spirituality. He was spiritual, mm-hmm. right? But he, it was a very warped view of it, but it... It's how he interpreted what Philip and and what the the new church was preaching, even though he was baptized. Yeah, and so I wanted to kind of un, unpack that. Is that where we are today in 2023? There are a lot of people that are spiritually hungry, mm-hmm. but that can attempt to get close to God or know God, but through really unhealthy or just unhelpful ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, something I see a lot of in our culture is you hear people who are all over the spiritual spectrum, yeah. and when they talk to you, they go, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, sect of Christianity are you a part of? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on here. Or, uh, you know, they have, I know there's people who, because of what they believe politically, they mm-hmm. believe that their Christianity is through kind of a political mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. And that can be from either side of the mm-hmm. um, table that that's, that's why they, they choose that. And it's like kind of can be twisted a little bit or yeah. they, you know, and yeah, that's something that I do see a little bit of. I'm glad you said that, you know, it's our spirituality is based out of what we read in the Bible. And it's one of those things that can be uh, colored or tainted by an ideology, whether it's a political ideology or whatever. And we have to constantly go back to, okay, no, what does the scripture say? But people want to somehow put us in a slot. They want to put us in a political party or they want to put us in an ideological party. So Simon, the sorcerer, was coming from obviously a a spiritual Mm -hmm. sect that people called him, what, the great power of God. Yeah. So they approved of what he was what he was doing, right? And so, but for mm-hmm. us today, 
one of the, your main points is like we need not we need to make sure we're not fooled mm-hmm. by things that we think are appropriate or okay, but in some ways they can taint our spirituality. They can taint our view of the scripture. Yeah, I, I shared on Sunday. You know, sometimes um, things that seem innocent or can seem like not a big deal can quickly become kind of a big deal in our life and kind of get between us and what the Lord wants to do, uh, for us. And so, um, that's definitely a thing that we have to kind of be on guard of and watch for. I know I've heard pastors who, who, who listen to things or they watch things. Um, and, uh, I, I can, or even just close friends who are mature Christians, and I kind of see the things that they're intaking and what it's doing to their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I, and it just kind of concerns me. And sometimes the response I hear will be, well, I'm a mature Christian. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would, would not, I would be worried if someone who is a new believer, but I can discern through that and I can navigate through, through the things to make it. And, and I think that's kind of a, it's like a why, why dabble in those things? If right. you're a mature Christian, you should probably know that like, hey, what is this making me feel? Am I feeling angry? Am I yeah. feeling uh, frustrated? Am I feeling tense from whatever I'm doing or intaking? Am I feeling loosey-goosey? Am I doing things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't normally do? Am I acting silly in, in situations that I wouldn't be? And so um, it's just stuff like that just kind of creeps in. And yeah. it, it gets it can get tricky. And I know for me, I, you know, I've mentioned before, I love going to concerts. Yeah. Um, and so that's something where I leave and I always examine myself about like, okay, Lord, like, what did you show me here? And, and if there's something that like, okay, oof, that wasn't good for me, then mm-hmm. I have to kind of check myself and be like, all right, I need to navigate. And you know, that's, what's interesting. I love about you, Bob, is that you're, it's kind of an engaged disengagement where, you can go to a concert, or I love the story of you were walked into that coffee place where people handed you that crystal. Yeah. Like, here, do you feel the power? Rather than you just going, oh, how dare you, or get that thing away from me, you're like, all right, I'll hold it. You know, of course, nothing happened, and it, I think you were hoping it would shatter. Yeah. It would shatter in that your That would have been so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I want to take that metaphor, if you will, is that as Christians— we're, we're, as it says, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Mm. And when the Bible talks about the world, it's talking about the cosmos, the systems, the things that make this uh, world work. Mm-hmm. So it's not the dirt, it's not the earth, it's yeah. not of this world means that there are all kinds of systems yeah. that people can jump into that dictate how they live their lives, their attitudes, et cetera, et cetera. But as Christians, I think in the past, we get spooked by that stuff and mm. we just want to shut it down. We just want to mm. go, that's of the devil. And yeah, some yeah. things are of the devil. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dabble with crystals. Like right. that's not yeah. something I'm going to do, <laughs> but, uh, I think something that's really important to me is making Jesus and God as accessible as possible to people. And yeah. if I can do that through my actions or my words or how I carry myself, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to do that. And, and I think sometimes we can be a little too uptight uh, mm-hmm. about our Christian mm-hmm. walk to where um, others look at us as like, oh, that's not accessible to me. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and in some way it's like, hey, like I want to make church so accessible to non-believers that like it's a casual, easy thing for them to come into church on Sunday. Um, yeah. There's a young adult who's 
been coming to uh, our group off and on and um he was late last night he told me he was gonna be late and i was like hey as long as you show up man like it's yeah. fine like yeah and uh he's really unsure uh, of everything but he our group ends around 8 8 30 he showed up at 8 20 yeah and he came in and he was just like, we were wrapping up, cleaning up. I was about to leave and I was like, hey, like, and he spent 10, 15 minutes and then took off. And it was like, right. awesome. Yeah. Like he, it was important to him and it's that accessible to him that even yeah. though he's late and he's going to show up 10 minutes before it ends, like there's not this awkwardness of it. And um, yeah, that's, that's something for me that like, yes, like I said, I would not... N- normally dabble with crystals like that's something that i believe is very real i believe that there's like uh, people there's a reason why people are into oh, them oh sure like it's not just for fun and games there's a reason why people uh use them for different things and and energies and stuff like that and so yeah it's not something that i would mess with but if i see an opportunity with uh other people to make christ a little more accessible and I know right. for me, like, that's not something that I struggle with. I might not have a problem with holding a crystal right. for two seconds and being like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, but it I is, think, that is a kind of, like I said, it is challenging because we don't want to say that like, oh, we're mature in our faith so we can handle doing e- these things. Exactly. The other, well, I think that another key is, is that the Holy Spirit's, main job description one of the main job descriptions is to convict us to convict yeah. sin and was it acts 19 where was the passage where people emptied out everything oh, 1919 but the other thing too is yeah the holy spirit is with us and prompting us and in those moments where you're like when i'm grabbing the crystal i'm having an internal dialogue with the lord right and i think that's the important piece is when we're when these things are coming along and, and hitting us in the world and, and we're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Are you having a dialogue with mm-hmm. God on that? Mm-hmm. Or is that just your inner self-talk saying like, oh, it's of the world. It's not a big deal. But yeah, um, but yeah in verse chapter 19, verse 19, they, uh, a ton of sorcerers came together and burned all their scrolls. But, that, but you see, it wasn't like they had a... Uh an action committee that got together and said, okay, we need to purge the body of Christ and we're going to go knock on everybody's door and say, what kind of stuff do you, it was a conviction, at least what the scripture tells Mm -hmm. us. It just was a groundswell of conviction that said, you know, I shouldn't have this stuff, Mm -hmm. but was mind blowing. And I don't know that I ever in all my years of teaching that actually did the math of the the amount of money, the, the things that were discarded and burned equaled, I don't know how many drachma was. 50, yeah, 50, it was like 50,000 drachma. drachma and looking at it, I mean, 50,000 drachma today, if it converted over, it wouldn't be formula. But 50,000 drachma back then, yeah, if you right. took that value and converted it in today's economy, uh, I read that it was about $4 million in scrolls that got right. of value. Which <laughs> meant that... These were, as you said, the things that you could have sold on Facebook Market or something <laughs> like that. But at the same time, it, I got, I, when I heard that, Bob, I was like, that took a lot of conviction. I mean, that was something that may have been a family heirloom mm. passed down from your great-great-great-grandfather. But the person at that time went, not only can this not be in my house, I got to burn this thing because yeah. I don't want it to mislead 
anyone else. Cause yeah, and my thought behind that was I wonder their source first. So, like, the scrolls are probably their avenue of right. they're making a living. And so they're essentially saying, like, at their core, their foundation, the thing that brings that brings them food, brings them mm-hmm. all their housing mm-hmm. and all this stuff, like, that they were willing to give that up because they recognized that Christ was their lordship now. He right. was their foundation. And so that's where I thought about it. It made me just kind of think about those of us that sacrifice so much for our work yeah. or, or the things that, you know, we're not willing to give up because we consider those things to be our security and our foundation. Right. We're putting some type of, uh, we find some type of a strength in it that is not from the Lord. Yeah. And it, then it shifts our priorities. They get out of whack because yeah. we're not putting the Lord as our first and as our foundation and as the, the one who's going to stabilize us. We're still holding on to the things of the world as our stability. And so that's kind of what stood out to me, out to me in that, that passage. So, yeah. And I think all of us have kind of have to do that inventory. I remember a story of a friend. Uh, I visited the house that he grew up in as a kid. He didn't mm-hmm. live there anymore. We were adults. And his mom kind of kept the room like, you know, how it was when he lived there and the trophies were on the wall uh-huh. and this and that. And I looked at his dresser and there was a stack with a ribbon around it, a stack of envelopes. I go, what's this? And he says, oh, there's all letters from my old girlfriend. <laughs> and I said, Wait, you're married, aren't you? Yeah. What What are you still doing with a stack of love letters from your old <laughs> girlfriend? And he, you know, and it was like an epiphany. He looked at me, and he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I just said, "Oh, well, yeah. whatever," and I just left it alone. He told me that night he went out and he burned those letters. Nice. Now that it was it full of bad mojo or whatever it was, but he realized he was clinging onto something that was like. He was married, yeah, in love with his wife. But why? It caused him to go. Why was I holding on to those? And maybe, it was a, it was a huge. Yeah, stack. maybe there were times when he went back to his mom's house and opened those letters and yes. relived the past. And uh, ugh, yeah. That's, so I, I think I think it's like a that popped in my mind. It's like, I, and I think it's for all of us who are listening in. It's like, gosh, why do I still do that? Or why do I hold on to that? Or you know, it's these secrets. It's these things. Not because we're evil, malevolent people, but we find strength in them. We find some type yeah. of support in them. And in reality, you know, when Peter rebuked Simon, the sorcerer, he, he, he says in the, in the gall of bitterness, which is yes. a very biblical phrase, isn't yeah. it? But from your very heart of hearts, this is yeah. deep in you, Simon. You need um, to ask God to help you with that. And so sometimes he, there are things buried in us. Yeah. yeah. And then he couldn't even ask God himself. He had to have Peter pray for him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so that, in a way, I was like, oh, where are you in your faith, buddy? Like, yeah. you're just after yeah. these signs and wonders, and you're kind of admiring Peter's work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so much to a point of, like, you just are completely have a misconception and think that you need to go through the powerful Peter Mm. have prayer and right. want the power that Peter has. But really, it's like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Still um, still confused in his perspective. Huh? <clears throat> well, I think that, and I can't remember where I heard this phrase from some some teaching or preacher somewhere, but it's never Jesus plus. It's just mm-hmm. Jesus. But as human beings, we tend to go, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. 
but I'm also going to do this thing over here yeah. to ensure my safety or ensure my prosperity or to ensure my happiness. It's like, no, it's it's Jesus in, in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. It's where, you know, Hebrews, it says, you know, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yeah. We're supposed to offer up everything as a living sacrifice and be renewed in our thinking. And that's just, I guess, our challenge to those who are listening today. It's like, it's not Jesus plus something else. It's Jesus. And if you found yourself really dabbling in stuff or holding on to stuff or keeping things as an ace in the hole, Mm. uh, for those of you who play poker, you understand (laughs) what that means, but give it to the Lord. And and in your own way, we're not advocating it. (laughs) When I was a young teenager, Bob, I became a Christian. I took all, we used, we we listened to albums, right? Mm. So I took all my rock and roll albums and I smashed them in the backyard. (laughs) And I regret doing that because that was silly. But at the time it was, I actually had the conviction to do it. Yeah, totally. Maybe at the time it was a stumbling block for you and your faith. And I think that's for each one of us, that conviction, which is not shame. Right. Conviction is something that brings motivation out of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and is something that empowers us, I believe. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just let the Lord speak to you in those things, yeah. um, and navigate you. Know, All right, Lord, what are you asking me to give up? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's right. Lent season is coming. That's and, right. Uh, we got Easter coming in April. So that's an opportunity to navigate like, Lord, what am I putting before you? And what would be great for me to give up during, yeah. during the season? So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Bob, thanks for doing that. And again, I appreciate the way that you brought that out candidly in your sermon. If you didn't hear Pastor Bob's sermon, go back to our either our YouTube channel or go to our church website and our podcast section. Our sermons are there. If we've created any questions in your mind, because this can be tricky stuff. And again, we are not pushing guilt or condemnation, uh, but we are also wanting every single one of you to be set free so that you're not bound by the things of this world, by the systems of this world. So be blessed, and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.